you know, in, in James, uh, it states, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wavering of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not your man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord because he is double-minded. Um, and that's a conflict. You know, when you say double-minded, what does that mean? This isn't the sermon. Double-minded is you've got the spirit of Christ and the mind of Christ. It talks about the mind of Christ, that you have that mind of Christ. And then we're talking about your natural mind, your, your soulish mind is always in conflict with that, with the spiritual. Because we can't reason with the spiritual. We, it's, it's in, it doesn't work. When God moves, God moves. And we don't know why. But we try to reason and understand and try to make what, what we're born in. And it doesn't work that way. We just have to trust God's word at what it says and believe it. And don't doubt. Amen? That's what we have to do. Got something else been on my heart. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you know, I'm studying all the time, but he's like, something's just stirring up in me. But I want to give this to you. It's in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover the sight to the blind, to sit at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It's not time to get into the church. It's time to get out of the church and to start doing things outside the church, not necessarily getting out of the church like you're leaving the church. No, it's simply in yourself. But it's time to go out to the mission fields, all of us, and to do what he's called us to do before that time that he comes back. We're the ones making that, like John the Baptist, making the way for Christ. I really believe with all my heart that we can be out of here like that. But I believe that we have a work to do. And it depends on if we get that work done. And the less we do, the longer we stay. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? If we get on this thing, we can have this done and we can be out of here. We can be in heaven. And everyone's going, well, I don't know that I want to go to heaven. Well, believe me, if you get there, you won't want to come back. Guaranteed. I know. In my spirit, I know. So let's get this thing going. Get these people saved. And, you know, uh, that's the most important thing is salvation. Everything else is just sort of ice cream and cake, isn't it? But salvation is the very most important thing that someone can have, is being saved. And you guys are all equipped to be able to do that. I know you are. All you have to do is say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. There's no anything but that's the heart condition of that when you say that. It's not just saying it to say it but it's a heart condition. Lord, I believe there has to be something bigger than what's here. Who made these trees? Who put oxygen in the air? Who healed my body? Who touched my soul? That's a song, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
Amen. You know, I forgot my mic, uh, my lapel. I'm going to get it. Um. Well, I sound like Oz when I'm in front of the mic, but man, when I get out from the mic, it's just sort of, mm. but praise God. And thank God. You know, I thank God for the people that's been faithful to this church for the years that they've been here. Generation after generation. That's amazing to me. That's a blessing. Think of that. Wow. That alone is a miracle. And it just blesses my heart. And you think, and we're still here. Praise God. I believe in these last days, I believe it's going to be a small church. And uh, can you guys hear me or is it? Hey, turn this up just a little bit, Rob. Now this mic's real good, but this mic's went. Uh, is it is it on or is it? Hello. One, two, three, four. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Praise God, praise God. It's not really working, is it? Okay. That's all right. Yeah, we'll we'll get this though. I'll keep going with this. Um, I just want to share with you that God's a good God, and you you've you've uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord. I thank God for Jesus that died on the cross. But you know what? I thank God that He sent me a Comforter the Holy Spirit, to reside on the inside of me. Can you imagine? Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, and that same Holy Spirit that led Jesus around is leading us. Wow. You're not alone. You never will be. Isn't that, a, isn't that wonderful? That's just a blessing. That's a blessing. I want to talk a little bit about the atonement is already an accomplished work. In Ephesians 1.4, um, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. He chose us before the foundation of the world. He knew us. Isn't that amazing? Salvation was just waiting for us to reach out in faith and appropriate it, to believe it and receive that salvation. And I understand, I truly do, with all my heart, and there's not no condemnation to this whatsoever. I know that there's people that are going to be saved, and that's all they're going to do is be saved. And they're saved, and they're not going to do anymore. That's fine. Praise God you're saved, and you're going to heaven. Amen? Amen. But then there's some that's, called to get more done and chosen to do some more. And he equips them. And he's equipping people in this church, I know he is, to get a mighty work done in, in this area. And 
I don't mean to be building buildings. You know, we got so many empty buildings now, we could probably find one, right? I mean, start doing the kingdom's work and getting out and into that mission field that's right above Wilson's door. It says we're entering the mission field now, outside there. How many people need Jesus? How many people are dying with COVID that don't know Jesus as their Savior? Do you see what I'm saying, folks? It's not COVID. It's souls. It's about souls. It's about reaching them. You know, some people say, I've got a great life. And everything's just fantastic. I'm going, have you not looked around? <laughs> have you not looked around? There's people going to hell. There's people not going to heaven. And I don't want no one to go to hell. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Because he atoned that. That blood was shed on that cross for us. And salvation's the most important thing. Everything else is sort of like just believe them. It'll happen. God's a good God. He's a healer. You guys know that, right? He's a sanctifier. He's a deliverer. He takes care of your finances. Feeds you. He won't let you go hungry. He gets you to the place you need to go. Glory to God. It builds your faith. Yeah, we don't like those hard spots, do we? Ah, they're not fun at all. But man, those hard spots are the things that makes us grow. Makes us grow. Makes us believe that God is God. If you never have a, a, a hard spot and everything's soft for you all the time, you're never really going to grow to where you need to be. So those hard times are times to look back on and say, wow, how did that, how did that happen? It's a miracle. It's just a miracle after miracle after. And we see it as, some people see it as faith. Oh, well, it just, it just happens. No, I don't. I see it as an inspiration of the Holy Spirit and God moving in this earth for us. He loves us. Do you know how much he loves us? He loves you more than anything. He loves you so much. He just wants to wrap his arms around you and tell you how much he loves you and just squeeze on you and hold you. That's how much he loves you. He loves you even if you don't love him. Isn't that amazing? And you think there's no way that Hitler could be in heaven, right? Yeah, there is. If he's received Christ as his Savior in his heart, he'll be in heaven. And you go, well, I don't know how that could be. That is, it's the truth. But see, man doesn't want to think that. We've got to be good, and we have to do this, and we have to do that. No. All you need is Jesus. That's all you need. It's him. Of course, after you re receive Christ as your personal Savior, you, you definitely don't want to keep working for the world, right? You want to work for him because how good he was to you. You guys remember the day you got saved? You remember the day you got saved? Remember maybe the day you got baptized? Man, didn't it feel like a bunch of lead balloons just let, let off you and you feel light? And you feel like, wow, why didn't I do this a long time ago? What was my holdup? 
And you think, well, some people say they're not good enough. And I said, man, if anyone wasn't good enough, it was me. What do you mean you're not good enough? Well, I'm trying to strive to get better. In the flesh, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. The flesh won't allow it to happen. Not at all. It's carnal. And if you think you can do it, you can't because there was only one that could do it. And he did it for you and me. That was Jesus. He fulfilled the law. You can't climb up on that. He already did it. You can go ahead and climb up on it and put nails in your hands and in your ankles, but it isn't the same sacrifice. It'll, it'll, never, it'll never work. But some people want to. It won't work. It's all about him. It's all about that atonement. In Ephesians 1, chapter 1, 4 and 6, it says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and the glory of his grace, wherein he hath past tense made us accepted in the what? Beloved. He's accepted us in his beloved. And it's good to, to seek forth in that word and be holy and, and blameless. I'm not saying just go out there and just be crazy. No, you want to because you desire, because you'll be blessed. When you do what he tells you to do, you'll be blessed. Who wants to be blessed? I want to be blessed. I'll shake my hands, both of them. I want to be blessed. So how do I get there to be blessed? Is walk in that. But see, it's not a physical walk that you can do with a physical man. It's a spiritual walk. And it's, it's a, how many of us know, since we're older, we're not like uh, young, but some of the younger are getting pretty smart. How many know it's a process, isn't it? Some take longer. Some get it right away. Just like, for instance, is a, is a mighty thing to me. Some are healed just instantly. Instantly healed. I believe everyone's instantly healed. But some take a process to get through it. Their faith just isn't there to, to, to grab it and start walking with it. You know? And mine's always, I'm, I'm going to be honest, mine's been a process. It's been, you know, it's been a process. Sometimes, but I believe that I was healed right then. But my faith, it took my faith to believe it and grab it and hold it. And remember, patience isn't a bad thing. Patience is a good thing. Because that gives you the ability to hold on to that faith and not let go. Don't let go. You got a tiger by the tail. Well, you and you know you got the lion of Judah. Most Christians are trying to do things themselves and live holy and read the word and tithe and fast to make themselves acceptable to God. See, you're already acceptable to God when you received Him as your Savior. He loves you just the way you are. He loves you. Your flesh won't allow it. In uh, Luke 1.28 it says, And the angel Gabriel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, Mary. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed. I want to talk about Mary a little bit. You know, I... I uh, She wasn't very old. 
she was around 13, 14, somewhere around in there. She wasn't very old at all. But see, the Jews were always taught about the Word of God in their life. They were always taught about the Torah and, and about the prophets and about what was coming up and what she knew. I know in my spirit when I get to heaven, she knew Isaiah prophesied that there would be a Messiah that, that would be here. 400 years after he prophesied that, the angels appeared to Mary. And what did Mary say? She said, yes, let it be done unto me. This is just important as the cross, the birth. And why I want to say this a little bit is because it was when she said, let it be done unto me, the Holy Spirit came upon her and she conceived. So it was a virgin conception. And then Joseph knew her not. It was a virgin birth. Because if it wouldn't been a virgin conception and a virgin birth, it wouldn't been a pure sacrifice. You see? And that's where the enemy comes in and tries to take that out and tries to uh, wean people. And then if you take that out, everything else is void, no good. Well, believe me, how do I know that? Because I've been with people that took that out. And they said, well, it was a virgin conception, but not a virgin birth. And this was a, a ministry, uh, but I'm not going to minister. I'm not going to say what it was. But I had seven or eight women in there, and uh, I said, well, my Bible, my King James Bible reads that it was a virgin conception and that he knew him not. This is when I was a teen. This is when I was 23, 24. I was young. And this was pretty devastating to me. And then once I said that, they got all mad and said, well, that Bible's not completely complete. We had such and such go and do studies and prophecies. And I said, what are you talking about? Well, we go by this Bible. I said, well, why have we been going by this one? Well, they got all mad at me. Guess who walked out? I walked out. Because I knew better. I wasn't going to let someone hoodwink me. And I don't want no one to hoodwink you guys. But that's growing up in a Baptist church. And I'm not saying that uh, the other churches don't do that. But I was grounded in the Word. My mom taught Sunday school and she made sure I knew the word and I didn't know it was a virgin conception a virgin birth but did I get ridiculed and shamed when I walked out absolutely you felt about so low but man was I glad to get out of there I was like I'll never go back Lord you ever felt that way you've been in a place and you're going man I can't wait to get out of here and I'll never come back I promise you and you just feel really good and I've, I've been blessed ever since do I know where they're at? No, I don't. I love them still. Amen? You got to love them. But as a young man, it, it was pretty scary. Being accepted means you're highly favored of God. See, you've been accepted. And you're highly favored of God. Not flavored, but favored. Amen? You're favored of God. You're his favor. You've got favoring on you. All you have to do is ask him and he'll come in to the situation you've got. You've got favor with him. You know, when you have favor with someone, what's that mean? You're in good standing. I need a job. Hey, I've got favor with this person. He's got, he needs employees. I'm going to go, well, yeah, Mr. Phipps. I would be, 
I would be well encouraged for you to work here. Praise God, we'd love you to be here. Amen? You have favor with God. Satan comes on you and tries to bring something. You have favor with God. Go to Him. Run to Him. Amen? You have favor with Him. You're accepted because of what Jesus did. Glory to God, He went to the cross for me. He went to the cross for me, and He went to the cross for you. And Ephesians 1.7 says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. In whom we have redemption through His blood. Just through that blood. Amen? And forgiveness of sins according to those riches. How, how would you guys like to know that your sins have never been forgiven and never will be forgiven? That'd be worse than sickness. My sins have been forgiven. I know where I'm going. There's no hoping. I'm going to heaven. Because I've received Christ as my Savior. And I love Him. In my heart, I, I want more of Him than anything else in this world. More than anything. And do I want people saved? I love you guys. You wouldn't know how much I love you. I just love you very much. But I love all people. And some people get, even Christians get mad at me. Well, how can you? I don't know. It's just in me. Maybe that's the gift that's in me. You know, I can see, see that gift. Am I vulnerable? Possibly. You know? Possibly. Because when you start opening yourself up and you start walking in that love, people can take advantage of that, right? But didn't they take advantage of Christ? They did, didn't they? Have we not taken advantage of Christ as, as Christians? As we have, haven't we? Sometimes we've just sort of put them off to the side for a little bit sometimes. But praise God we come back. And He still loves us. He still were His beloved. At the cross, Jesus paid for all your past and present, even the future tense of your sins. He's paid for all of it. He knows exactly who you are and what you're doing. All you have to do is access the blood to keep the door shut. When you do sin, repent. Ask Him to forgive you. Do you think He's going to say no? He's going to say, I'm glad you came. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. This is what this redemption is, is eternal of redemption. It's a return, it's eternal. In Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, it says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. In 18, it says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope and the calling, and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward, who believe according to the working of His mighty power. Amen? Amen? Wow. Sometimes I 
think a little bit, and I'm gonna think this, and I'll probably think this out loud, I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway, is I wonder what would truly happen if we would press in such, such depth in Christ and into the Spirit To walk into the hospitals, just like Peter's shadow healed the sick. Why isn't that happening today? Sometimes I ask that to God. Because he's willing, if he would do that with Peter, wouldn't he do that with you? Right? Maybe he is, and I just don't know that. And maybe he's doing it different ways through people and through doctors and through nurses. I'm not saying that that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is some of the things that went on in the Bible, the depth of them. What would happen if we truly just pressed in and give everything we had toward Christ? It would change things. It would change you. It would change situations around us. You know, what's it say? One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put ten thousand to flight. And I know not everybody's there. This is just me thinking out loud. This is just my thought. It's, but do you see what I'm trying to say, folks? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I hope so. I'm just planting a seed. Hopefully you grab that and you go, huh? wonder what that would look like. I sometimes take pictures and I say, what's that look like? You know, you can't get, some hospitals you can't even get in right now. Some you can, some you can't. I don't say break the law and go in. I'm not telling everybody to go to the hospital and walk, walk on the COVID floor or something. I'm not saying that. So don't, don't get me wrong. You better be led by God, not, not by someone saying something. Amen? That's my thought. Maybe I shouldn't have put that out there. But it's just my thought to think about what Peter, Peter did and some of these disciples. Think about the gate. You know, I think about these things. You guys, I don't know. But I think about John and, and was it John and Peter at the gate beautiful, the man that was crippled. They said, silver and gold I have none, but what I have such I give to thee freely. And he took his hand and said, take my hand, rise up and walk. And this guy had never walked. Well, his muscles are deteriorated. They ain't down to nothing. There's no way that he could get up. It would have to be a miracle of God. His tendons, everything would have to be strengthened. And he got up with strength and was leaping and jumping in the sanctuary. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, he loves us. And if he'll do this for him, wouldn't he do that for us? He will. And he has. I, I heard the testimonies. That's why I'm getting excited. You know, the testimonies. That's powerful, isn't it? The testimonies that went on. When we know that God has already done and we've prayed, we have confidence. And we've just got to believe God that he, he's, he's a good God.
And where's revival start? Amen. It starts in you. How many of you heard we're going to have a revival? Yeah. We are. We're going to have a revival. And it starts with each one of us. And it's in us. And the Holy Spirit's anointed you. And the anointing's on you. That's powerful. How can I say this? Is that there's really no sense to have a revival unless the Holy Spirit doesn't show up. Because nothing changes. Because it stays in the natural state instead of the spiritual state. But when the Holy Spirit comes in, it changes everything. He changes everything. You, that's my friend. That's the one that walks with me and talks with me here on this earth. And he's the one that leads me in the word and gives me revelation of this word. Remember I talked about logos and rhema? Logos is the word. It's just reading the word. Rhema is when that word becomes alive to you. When you read that word and you said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. It strengthens me. And you really look at that and you go, how's that possible? And then you get revelation on that. I can do all things through who? Christ. Amen. Christ that strengthens me. I can't do anything without him. Nothing. It's all, it's all about him that's in me. The hope of glory. Ephesians 1, 15 through 17. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and loved unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I want to tell you, everyone that's saved in here, you know what it says in the book of James, it says, get wisdom. It says, get wisdom. That's what it says to go get wisdom after you're saved. And you can find that in the book of Proverbs, wisdom. Get that wisdom. It'll help you. It'll give you a, a solid base, a foundation, instead of being goofy. How many were goofy when they first got saved? <laughs> I was the goofiest person there ever was. You know, I thought, wow, everybody ought to have this. Well, not everybody wants it. I found out not everybody wants it. I was going to give it to all my friends. I thought, man, you guys got to Oh, guess what? I found out they really weren't my friends. I wasn't accepted anymore. Because the party was over there. And I was putting a damper on the party. Talking about Jesus. Guess what? I found out I had very few friends. A lot of times I was by myself because I found out that once I received Christ, there's a lot of people that didn't like being around me after I received Christ. I didn't know that was going to happen. That's what I'm talking about, being goofy. I was just jumping in, jumping in the fire. I didn't know that people didn't like it. But I sure have loved them. And I know you guys have because you wouldn't be here. So it's all right to be goofy, I guess, for Christ. Just use wisdom in that goofiness, you know? Sometimes this is important. It's not to say one word. It's better to say nothing sometimes 
and be like that owl, that wise old owl, and just watch and listen. There's truth to that. And then you can go in and see what goes on. And in Ephesians chapter 1, 8 through 9, it says, Wherein he hath already abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mysteries of his will. The mysteries. Who, how, how many in you here want to know the mysteries of God's will? I want to know all his mysteries in his will. His will is for you to prosper. Did you guys know that? His will is for you to walk in perfect health. His will is for you to know his word. Psalms 91.10. Anyone know what that is? Anyone know what Psalms 91.10 is? No pestilence. Huh? Is it no pestilence? Yeah. No evil will come up No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. No plague come near your dwelling. My dwelling. Pretty powerful, huh? But you have to believe it and receive it. That's all it takes. Yeah, praise God. Sometimes I'm a little quieter when I'm, I'm just not going 100 a mile an hour. The Lord said, slow down, James. Think before you speak. So the past three or four Sundays I've been thinking before I speak, and you guys have probably been thinking, is he okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just using a little bit of wisdom now that I haven't had in the past. Sorry, guys, for those years that I wasn't using it sometimes. But sometimes to think before you say something is real critical. And a lot of us don't because we just want to keep saying something to fill in space. And that's not necessarily a good thing. In Ephesians 1.18 it says, That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints. We just need a revelation of what we already have. And what we already have is when he said it's finished up here on the cross, we already have that. Um, and I'll tell you in Ephesians uh, that 118 reveals that the riches of his glory of God inheritance are in the saints what's in heaven pales in comparison to what's already inside of you it's already inside of you the kingdom Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33 It reigns inside of you. Because did you not receive Christ, the spirit in you? That's in you. The hope and glory is already in you. That's pretty powerful. I mean, you get to thinking of the depth of that. That's downright remarkable. Now how do I, now the thing I'm, I'm like and like all you guys as well and maybe someone has something but I want to know more about that. That one third of Christ that's in me. And how do I, how do I get that application out 
and apply it to my life and see it manifest itself here on this earth, right? I'm just stirring up your minds. That's what that's where we're headed. Um, your five natural senses cannot perceive your spirit. Neither can you fill it with your soul, your personality, mind, will, emotions, and conscience. Remember, I am. That word I am, a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Those are powerful. If you really catch that, that's very, very powerful. Because when you, when you get that, then you can start seeing who you truly, truly are. And walking in that, walking in that foundation of that. But that atonement was made so that we can. And that he, he, he wants us to. So if you focus your attention on who you are and what you have in Christ, recognizing that it's a done deal and that the glory you'll experience throughout all eternity is already inside of you. Then you'd start really, truly, truly enjoying a victorious life here on this earth. And I'm not saying you're not. And a lot of us are, aren't we? Amen? We're enjoying that life. And we're seeing God manifest himself in us all the time. But that's what's going to take place. Does it hurt? Sometimes. Sometimes. Because, and why I say what hurts is you got to subject the flesh. And the flesh doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Maybe he tells you to go buy someone a tank of gas. Well, Lord, that's all the money I have. The Lord says, that's all I need. And you buy him a tank of gas, and then all of a sudden, God turns around and blesses you. You see? But you have to do it with a heart, knowing just because I buy someone a tank of gas doesn't mean you should go buy someone a tank of gas. He has to talk to you first, amen? Maybe you're just to bake cookies for someone. And my pie crust is coming along, guys. I'm working on it. I'm really working on it. Uh, someone said, just buy the Pillsbury this morning. I said, yeah, that'll work. But what happens if uh, they quit making Pillsbury pie crust? Go ahead. I really